All right, everybody, here we go. It is a Monday, and if you're into classic cars, you're going to dig today's show. Chad Frost with Eastside Rides Classic Car Club in the studio today. And these guys are busy, too. A lot of things going on. We're going to find out more and uh, about the club and some of the things they're doing this summer. Uh, the show brought to you by Northwest Tire in Grand Forks are right on Gateway Drive. They're looking for some help, all right? A front counter salesperson. You'd be working with customers, writing up work orders, things like that. Uh, selling tires, inventory them. Uh, pay will depend on experience. Uh, they got some great benefits. PTO, health insurance, 401k, uh, all kinds of good, good things going on there. And a good group of guys to work with, too. You can apply online at NW Tire. Or you can call Chad at 701-780-8473. Hope you have any questions or comments for me or Chad or anybody here. Our number is 701-213-0863. 701-213-0863. And before we get too much further into the show, it is time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Tried this one out earlier. I don't know. Mike, uh, we'll see what kind of a... uh, uh, response we get why is helen keller a bad driver why is helen keller a bad driver she's dead <laughs> okay chad frost how are you doing well <laughs> what'd you think of that joke uh, it's it's great i'm gonna share it at the car club tonight <laughs> okay see what i get for laughs i was gonna use this one you know you're a bad driver when you see more middle fingers than a manicurist <laughs> i like that uh, one another good I like one. That one you you're you can steal them because i stole them from someone else here we go um tell us a little bit about yourself i don't want to know anything about the classic car club yet i want to know about chad frost uh longtime resident uh red river graduate and um, i won't hold that against you yeah that's um, that's good <laughs> River Rat or Kmart High is what all my central well, buddies used to call it. Kmart High. Uh, so, uh, yeah, moved away. My wife and I are both from town here, and we moved away for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Then came back um, about 16 years ago. Okay. And we ended up moving over to the east side. Sure. So mm-hmm. kind of threw a curveball to all the friends and family. But you know, you know it, it's... community. It's funny because I did the same thing years ago. I moved away. Uh, you know, you, you, when you're young, you got to chase your dream. I moved out to California. I thought that was going to be the hip place where all the radio people go and hang out and live and live like rock stars. I lasted about two years and came back. Uh, there's something about this part of the world, this neck of the woods, isn't there? Yeah, it's a uh, big thing for us is we're four kids. Mm-hmm. So we have four kids and uh, basically wanting to raise them in the same environment we grew sure. up in, you know, where the doors are unlocked. You know, you're you're hanging out with friends and neighbors. You're not your parents aren't worrying because the whole neighborhood takes care of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the beauty of the whole situation. And, you know, true. It's not like it used to be. That's for sure. You You know, know, you shouldn't have to worry about it. Um, You know, you yell once out the window or out the window or the door and and kids come for supper. They know better. You know, even in the winter uh, back in my hometown, they would they would close the outdoor rinks up and lock the, the warming house and shut the lights off. Well, as soon as he left, we would turn the lights back on because we knew where the main switch was. And then at about 10 o'clock, the police would come and say, hey, hey, come on. Time to wrap it up and go home. Your your parents are waiting for you. But they let you go, you know, get away with that kind of stuff. And and people weren't kids weren't out raising heck and doing the things they do now. Yeah. When we moved away, we found out those stories weren't around in those areas. Mm -hmm. You didn't hear that stuff. It was. People are very standoffish, not yep. very neighborly, but do the basic minimum stuff. And we were glad that we moved back because that is that's what makes it special in this area. You know, when I lived out there, one of the things that um, what that was lacking was respect 
for elderly people, um, I thought, and, and it drove me nuts. Uh, I wasn't used to that kind of stuff, so I'm glad we got back. Um, we're talking a little bit now about the Eastside Riders uh, Classic Car Club, the Eastside Rides Classic Car Club. Have you always been into the classic cars and hot rods and things like that, or, or how did all this start for you? Um, for me in particular, it's kind of like I'm a Gen Xer. So in the 70s, it was the car movies. Sure. Oh, you know? yeah. So you mm-hmm. saw Smokey and the Bandit. I watched that all the time. Yep. And, and I remember watching that with my dad and, and seeing that, you know, the Trans Am and the Firebird and, mm-hmm. and every other kind of classic car, like the Muscles 60s and then the 50s cars and stuff like that. So Cannonball Run. Um, <clears throat> the big thing for me was the Bullet movie with oh, uh, yeah. Steve McQueen. It's just that 68 Mustang fastback. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Dodge guy, so I hope the Dodge guys don't hate me. But yeah. <laughs> Dodge is a pretty sweet product. You know, the oh, yeah. 60s and 70s really was a Dodge year, too, and with Richard Petty and the gang. Oh, yeah. But uh, McQueen was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I saw that, it was kind of it, it had me hooked. Sure. At that point. Sure. You know, and, yeah, he was cool. Yeah. He, he was legit. <laughs> Legit, a cool I mean, movie Vin actor. Diesel ain't got nothing on Steve McQueen. Not even close. <laughs> I mean, the fashion, a muscle shirt versus uh, the full setup. Exactly. You know, that exactly. Steve McQueen exuded. So. Steve McQueen kick your ass with a beer in his hand. <laughs> Pretty much. And he escaped from a Nazi prison. Yeah. So, <laughs> with a motorcycle, a jumping old berms. street bike. Yeah. You, know, you can't beat that. You know? Um, you know, I really loved the muscle car era. Um, when you talk about Smokey and the Bandit, I mean, yeah, those Trans Ams were nice. But that, that wasn't my thing. Um, I was into the Chevelles, uh, the Novas, you know, yeah. cars, cars like that. I used to have a 65 Pontiac Tempest, which was the sister car to the GTO. But what I took, I, I took the three on the tree out of it. I took the six cylinder out of it and the bench seat and put a 65 goat interior in it and a 350 with a four barrel and headers and had myself yeah. a hot rod there. But, um, yeah. You know, did did you have a favorite era, or was that about it for you? Um, you know, I, I started to kind of like the the fifties because my mom and dad yeah. used to talk about the cars they used to have. Mm-hmm. My dad used to have a Crown Vic with the glass top. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, yep. and and then we had we get into the sixties. My sisters were driving around a Skylark, mm-hmm. you know, sixties Skylark, and it's just the huge seats. Yep, you know, and. Yep. And back in those days, you just didn't wear a seatbelt. Right, you know, right. It's just, we were dumb. Yeah. You know, so we didn't wear seatbelts. And little kid, you're standing on the front seat as your mom's driving around town at 30 miles an hour, mm-hmm. not paying attention, you know, because you get to see. And it sure. was just a different culture, a different way of looking oh, yeah. at it, you know. But I'd say the 60s is really kind of my bag. I, I really like the, the 60s muscles cars. I mean, you're looking at the Barracudas, you're looking at the Mustangs, the Camaros. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of an enemy of the Camaro yeah, because yeah. it's just natural sure. being a Mustang <laughs> owner. And I get a lot of guff from the guys that are Chevy guys and Camaro guys. Oh, yeah. Not so much from the Corvette fellas because, you know, it's it's a different brand. Oh, right absolutely. There, you know? So but, was your dad into the classic cars or did you have neighbors or what got you so besides the movies? I mean, that, that kind of hooks everybody in it, but... Then you're usually done with it on TV. You can dream about it, and you can play with your little matchbox cars yeah. and, and pretend you're Burt Reynolds or Steve McQueen. But how did you actually, Chad, get into this kind of stuff? Well, big part for me is is kind of being around people that got into the culture. Mm-hmm. My dad was not a big fix-it guy. Okay. My dad was a carpet salesman. You may know of him, oh. Frosty's Carpet Center. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's okay. So my dad was not really a big car guy, but I was really kind of mechanically inclined. I like taking stuff apart. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. dad didn't appreciate that much, but I ended up learning a lot. And just like you just mentioned, you know, you got into cars and how you changed out the transmission. 
that's what I think is really gets people connected with car culture is you can be able to modify something and make it your own. Right, right. right. Like in today's cars, it's so computer set up. There's like $3,000 worth of computers, oh. and it's proprietary. The, the company will tell you if you mess with the computer software, you've voided your warranty. Yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't get that in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, 90s. You know, right? we were talking on a show last week, and I can remember working on cars um, when I first started building race cars and, and demo cars and things where you could actually jump into the hood and stand in the hood and work on the motor you were working on in these cars. Because, you know, and back then, I mean, you look for fuel and spark. I mean, basically, those were the two main things. And now it's like, okay, what relay is this? And what computer is that? And it's just, it's such a different deal now. Yeah, I mean, just quick story here. One of my buddies, uh, he has a Cobra, and he put an EFI engine in it. And basically, um, it didn't have enough charge. It didn't have a high enough charge. Really? And you couldn't get the car to turn over. And basically, you know, back in the old days, you were looking, do you have spark? Mm-hmm. Do you have fuel? Mm-hmm. Do you have air? Yeah. You know, now you got to measure the voltage. Yeah. Do you have enough prime voltage to start and crank this thing over with amps? And uh, it's just kind of tells you a lot of these things have changed. It's, I think car design has gone more to dumb it down mm-hmm. to make it easier and more reliable. And there's a lot of people that need that, right? Yep. You know, you look at the 60s, um, the cars you're mentioning, the muscle cars that we talk about, those were family cars. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it was slight modifications, and all of a sudden you had a 400-horsepower mm-hmm. monster. Yep. You know, that you could carry the camper and carry the boat with, but you could yep. lay down rubber and turn around <laughs> yeah. corners. and With four doors. You know, and, mom yeah. could go racing as she's going to get the yeah. grocery getter, you know. <laughs> So I, I think those days are kind of over with, but, you know, that's that's kind of where I started. And then, uh, you know, a lot of friends. We had uh, my wife's neighbors were the Pazderics. Okay, so Dennis sure. Dennis Pazderic, I think a lot of people in the car culture in Grand Forks mm-hmm. and probably Bemidji area, too, as well, know Dennis. So Dennis is kind of like super tinkerer, kind of the guy that rebuilds everything on his yep. own. Yep. And I got to go over to his garage multiple times when he was working on that 50s Corvette that he has. And then he had a Model A in there, so we oh. used to talk and shoot the breeze. And and again, as an engineer, I kind of nerd out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I see all the components. This is how it's fabricated, and oh, this is why they're doing it. And oh, wow, what a great mechanical solution to electrical problem, or vice versa. So that was kind of where I got it. You know, and and I continued to do it, and, and you know, link to those movies like mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. Sure, my, my favorite is the John Wick one. You know, you didn't kill all those oh, yeah. guys for yeah. a Camaro, right? You right, kill them for a Mustang. <laughs> yeah. You know. Don't mess with his dog or his Mustang is kind of the, is my new t-shirt I want to get. Yeah, and and you know, it's funny because when guys, uh, you talk about um, with Paz Derek, you know, as a kid watching him work on his cars and stuff, it's funny when it comes to cars, uh, whether you're building a classic, a hot rod, or a race car, guys, when they're working, they're always willing to talk to kids about it, you know, because you want to keep the thing going. You want to keep this, this hobby, if you call it, or this lifestyle going because, is it when you look at like, okay, I'm just going to use uh, Prime Steel Car Show, for example. You know, mm-hmm. it was off for a little while there. Um, yep. and, and I know the guys that were kind of some of the head guys there and putting together that show. And they just said, you know what? It, we're all getting old and there's not as many people into it anymore. It's kind of a changing of the guard. But are you finding that out too, Chad? It, are, are as many people into the classic cars as before? Because, I mean, for one thing, it was like demolition derbies. I mean, yeah. these are two different things, but... Back when the steel prices were so high, there was a lot of cars that were sitting around that really had potential to be a classic cruiser or whatever. And some of these guys instead elected to go crush them to get right. the money. But right. 
are classic cars is it still as big as it was? Because I know like classic snowmobiles now, vintage snowmobiles, that is going through the roof. Yeah. And I'm hoping the car thing is still going strong. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, you know, there's a, you know, we talk about this quite a bit at the car club because we recognize a lot of people are, there's not a lot of 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-olds that come there. And they probably feel a little bit standoffish because the classic cars is, I'll tell you what, we're, we're kind of a little snobbish from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, you really yep. don't want to see a 2023 right. show up, but nope. we do have them. We do have mm-hmm. uh, Corvettes and stuff like that. But for like the younger kids, this is what they get to learn on, you know, and, sure. and really kind of, I look at the blame as being the car companies. You yeah. know, you basically in the seventies, you know, they basically had to reduce power mm-hmm. and cars Fuel, were just yeah. not sexy anymore. They no. just became functional tools. And when you look at the 60s, the people that were driving the marketing, it was all about the sex appeal. Mm-hmm. You know, what what makes this car cool? Sure. You know? And I think a lot of kids are beginning to realize that they can do that with their own cars. You're seeing a lot of foreign cars that come in. Yep. Um, we we welcome all cars to the car club. We're not okay. snobs that way. And and I think everybody's that way. It's But it is getting older, I will tell you that. I mean, if you go to Prime Steel... Uh, what I always share with people is if we want this thing to grow, we need to be accepting. You know, electric's coming. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not the best solution for around here. I wouldn't take my 66 Stang and take out my 347 and put a, you know, a, yeah. a, a voltage motor in right, there and right. make it run. Yeah. Um, it's just not my thing, but the reality is, is the functionality is going to show up in more and more people in metro areas. Uh-huh. Southeast, Southwest are going to be using the heck out of these things, and it's going to become norm. So we got to learn to adjust a little yeah. bit. And got to not criticize kids that want to get involved with sure. it. The other part I'd tell you is the reason I started the club is every time I'd go ride around with my bike with the kids and stuff like that, there'd be guys pop the garage door open. Oh, my God, yeah. you got a beautiful yeah. old yeah. truck and you got a classic car. And it's like, why don't you take these things out? And it's the big feeling is like a lot of people have these garage kittens is what I call them. Yeah. And they just yeah. keep them in the garage. They come out yep. and they stare at them, have mm-hmm. a beer. Same with boats. go back to their house. And then they, it's like they don't share with anybody. Yep. It's yep. like, how do you grow this? And and I think that is, you know, it starts with like what they're doing at the Central Middle School here on the twenty fourth of May. They do a, uh, uh, they do a car show that's linked to a book. Okay. Oh. And, um, and it's it's on the twenty fourth. I see I think that from about eleven thirty to one o'clock. Okay. And uh, you know, stay gold, Pony Boy is is kind of like. Oh sure, yeah. You know it. The teacher has a book, and she's trying to uh-huh. get the kids ingrained with the the era right, in right. the vehicles. And we just have a ton of people, and all these kids come out and show up, and everybody's face just glows getting to explain to these kids, hey, do you know where the 55 Chevy has their gas tank? How do you access it? And the kids are, like, trying to look for a port to open. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, check the taillight, oh, and it pops open the yeah, taillight. Yeah. Oh, whoa! Yeah. You know, taillight, license plates, yeah. They get dressed up about it and do it. So, I mean, that's coming on the 24th of May, and that I would advise a lot of the car club members, you don't have to be just east side rides, but okay. all the car clubs should be looking at Central Middle School has a car um, – a car show going eleven thirty to one o'clock, I think. Okay, we'll um, we'll mention that again. Now, when when you talk about schools, Chad, um, and, and you still have school age kids. Yep. Uh, I don't know anymore. You know, my kids. I have grandkids, so yeah. he's been out of school for a long time. But back in my day, they had you know um, small engines. They had auto mechanics. They had auto body. These were yep. all you know classes you could take in school. But that was a long time ago. I mean, my 40-year right. class reunion's coming up. Do they even still offer classes like that for these kids? Because at that time, I lived, my, I had a single parent, was my mother. 
So obviously, you know, I grew up building my own bikes and mini bikes and things like that, but never had somebody to really teach me too much. So that's kind of how a lot of us got our start. But do they even still offer any of these courses anymore? I I know they do, and uh, Eastside does. I won't speak for Red River and Central. I think Red River and Central still have kind of like an auto class, but the auto trades is so changed. You Mm -hmm. know, it's such a huge uh, seismic shift. It's so complicated. The pieces of equipment, like the days of, you know, just get a set of wrenches and the yeah. kids can go to town. It just doesn't exist. You need no. computer systems to actually measure the onboard CPUs. So mm-hmm. these things have turned more into your desktop computer than what they used to be just standard mechanical engines. Right. So um, when we talk about, let's, we haven't hardly mentioned Eastside Rides Classic Car Club. Now, you founded this, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, tw- 2013. In 2013, are you the president then? I am the president. Okay, yep. okay. Um, 2013, tell us a little bit about the club. What do you guys do? Well, basically our club is, you know, my whole deal is kind of like we talked about it. I just want people to appreciate the car. Mm-hmm. Do you get together to every get week? Yeah, we, every Wednesday um, from 5.30 to 7.30 during the summer. We try to start the first week of May. We uh, have the parking lot over at the Eagles okay. on the east yep. side. Yep. So they've been a, a great club to work with. They got us a nice spot. Got a great you know, picnic table area in the back, so mm-hmm. it transitions really well. Kids can come in and eat in this restaurant, too. They, they just got a new restaurant uh, started up in there, uh, food provider. Uh, Colin Bomir, you might know him from Moe's. Oh, yeah. No Colin. Uh, great food. Great food. Colin's a, an old uh, Holy Family Cardinal mm-hmm. yeah. alum like I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, great food. Great deals there at the Eagles. Uh, we do that every Wednesday. Okay. You know, and there's a lot of other car clubs in town, too. And I wouldn't be remiss because I, I think for the car culture to survive, we gotta we got to participate. Sure. And be part of all those. How many members are, are with you guys now? We we just crossed the fifty okay. member mark, and to be honest with you, as president, I really don't want it to get much no. larger. Sure, sure. You know, it's it, there is some size limitations, and and like I said, our group is more funded about get the car out, yep. show it in the public, mm-hmm. and shoot the breeze. Have fun with other car, you know, car nuts, and talk about things that you're doing. I mean, there's so many problems that have been resolved at these shows, and people ask, where do you get your upholstery done? You know, I'm trying to find this right tire it's troublesome i mean if you're in your 60s google is not cool no <laughs> you know, it's not cool like the rest of the gen x look at it you know i can go and find every damn thing i could look for in my life yeah, on yeah. google but to these folks it's kind of a fear factor so having another human being give validation mm-hmm. to what they're doing and the problem they have and say oh i solved it this way and you know that's how our sponsors work too you know sure it's like, and, and it's funny because when we talk to older people too and i and they ask what i do and i tell them they kind of look at you like Huh? So, well, it's, I, we just say it's radio on a computer. Oh, okay. And <laughs> just kind of leave it at that. You know, it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're going to take a little break here. Um, and we got a lot more to talk about. Chad Frost with the Eastside Rides Classic Car Club uh, is in the studio today. Uh, they got some stuff going on, in fact, tonight that we'll talk about here in a couple of minutes. Right now, I want to talk about CH Insurance over at Eastside. What a great company. They began with the goal of building an agency with the highest of principles, personalized attention, and service. Now, this concept, it remains to be their priority today. Uh, They're always striving to give everyone who walks through their door special attention and, of course, the best customer service possible. Their agents have got a ton of experience, over 50 years of combined insurance experience, licensed in Minnesota, North Dakota, and Arizona for you snowbirds out there. Uh, Get a hold of Justin, Jody, or Tammy, okay? Their number, 218 
773-0287, or you can stop by 1427 Central Avenue Northwest of East Grand Forks. Grand Forks Best Source insures through CNH Insurance. Maybe you should think about doing the same thing. CNH Insurance over at Eastside. Chad Frost, he's the president of Eastside Rides Classic Car Club. We're talking about uh, you guys meet on Wednesdays at the Eagles Club in East Grand Forks. Uh, you guys got a gig or something going on there tonight. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, we've got kind of an all-car club show where we're going to do free Sloppy Joes and chips until they last, right? Okay. Can't. <laughs> we, can't we, don't, we don't own a cattle ranch, so oh, yeah, we're not yeah, going to be able to yeah, feed the entire town. A, but yeah, you don't want the whole start town about to show 530. up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have spots open in the lot, but be careful because if you have 60, 70, we're not going to be able to fit everybody's sure. classic car. Just... Just be mindful of that. But there will be free Sloppy Joes tonight. The other thing, too, is, is uh, we're looking for club signups if anybody wants to join our club or the Eagles. Okay. So we've got three members, including myself, are joining the Eagles tonight. Okay. So they're going to be doing a little fundraiser there. Great club, like I said before. Oh, yeah. It's a service club, mm-hmm, right? Sure. And a lot of service clubs don't get enough recognition for what they do in the community. Yeah. And, and the Eagles is one of those clubs that really goes above and beyond. Uh, you so. are absolutely right. Um a lot of people, and I'd probably be one of those guys, uh, you talked about garage, what's the word you use, garage? Garage kittens. Garage kittens. Um, you know, I see the same thing with boats. They, they sit in the yeah. driveway. You don't ever see them move because they say it costs too much to go anywhere. Um, but I would have a hard time, I guess, depending on what I'm driving, uh, with this crap weather we've had. And, yeah. and, and are guys still going to go out? I mean, it's not that bad. You know, you stay on the streets, but, yeah. um, you know, you're going to get dirty. And another question I wanted to ask you, and this is especially for around here, uh, the potholes in the streets. I mean, how? how yeah. I know a lot of the guys, I mean, I drive a four-wheel drive pickup, and there's still streets I won't go down because I don't want to bend a rim or, or knock it out yeah. of alignment. But, man, and it's not anything to do with, it's nobody's fault what our streets are like here. I mean, well, right. you can point your finger, but where we live, mm-hmm. and is, is that ever been an issue for you guys well yes 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 and yes yeah. both of those so the first question you asked was about you know rain mm-hmm. i will tell you the the problem with the rain deal is you never know when hail's coming yep so the yep. last thing you want to do is put a claim in on a classic car it's going to take a long time to get that baby fixed oh yeah yeah so um everybody's pretty hesitant if it rains we don't have a good showing but mm-hmm. then what happens is people just bring their regular cars sure they have regular insurance on it and yep. it can be repaired pretty quickly. So uh, pretty steadfast on that group. If it rains, don't expect to have a lot of classic cars out there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect you to bring your nice ride out for that. Sure. And then I think the pothole side is, is you know, you, you really got to be, as you start to go and you get your classic car out, you kind of know which roads you're going to yeah, avoid. Yeah, if right? you're from around here, you, you right. better know. So. And, and I agree. The environment around here is really rough. I mean, whoever has to snow blow in the middle of the winter, I know I'm one of those cats. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Uh, oh, to try riding a motorcycle. You think it's bad on your snowblower. Just imagine being scraped the whole time by right. large, heavy equipment. Yeah. And the and the bearing stresses that are put on roads during oh my the winter. Gosh, it's yeah. like we're in a constant repair zone. And like you said, there's really nobody to blame. That's just the environment we're in. And mm-hmm. you're just going to have to figure out, you know, which roads are good to go on sure. and safe to go on. Sure. You know? And uh, I, I mean, there are already working on on trying to keep you know ahead of the the pothole game uh i rode i did drive down 32nd avenue yesterday uh both sides i believe were open 
on on the lanes yep. that were going east. But um, so they're they're trying. They're trying to keep up with it. You can see how the, the, the little band-aids are blowing out awfully quick, but as long as they can, you know, stay on top of it. So this thing tonight at the Eagles Club uh, starts at 530, and you have 28 spots. We have 28 spots in the lot. Just in the lot. Just in the lot. So just be mindful if... If you are going to bring your car and you're not a normal East Side Rides car member, mm-hmm. be careful about what you bring. Because if the lot's pretty full, you know, there's always the fear of door dings. So sure. we, we try to protect our area and the club sections off, cones off an area mm-hmm. where only classic cars can go. But like I said, only 28 spots. So if we have 50 showing up, you got to be mindful that you're probably going to want to park right. farther away from the location. So, okay, Grand Forks, East Grand Forks, you've got East Side Rides, Classic Car Club, you've got uh, Prime Steel. Prime Steel, Leah Bashevsky is yep. the other one there that runs that. She has a great show, by the way. Those folks go Tuesdays mm-hmm. over at La Cantina. Sure, yep. In their parking yep. lot, it used to be the old El Rock. El Rock, lot. yep. They go 5.30 to 7.30 over there, great place, another place to go see some awesome rides. Prime Steel is probably the oldest club in town, I yep. would say. Okay. Uh, they run the Prime Steel car show every mm-hmm. April. Yep. So that's definitely one to go see. I'd recommend taking your kids to that one. Um, and then Leah runs one over at the Myra Museum. Sure, yeah. You know, History Rocks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was a longtime resident of Grand Forks. I didn't know history yeah. until I went to that show. And right. And Leah kind of walked us through the museum. Pretty and cool. And it was just awesome, mm-hmm. all the neat stuff that you learn. You know what? We've got a history. We've got a oh, brand absolutely. here. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So that's really cool. The other one is Northern Cruise Club. Okay. And uh, Marna Kobe is the president of that one. And Marna's team, they go on Thursdays over at Culver's. Oh, okay. So they, they've got a deal there. They do beauties on the berm. I really like what oh, they've wow. got going. They've got beauties specific the models and makes. And they'll do a special Thursday where they park all the cars up on the grass berm. Oh. That encircles Culver's. Uh-huh. So, you know, great club. Um, I don't know if they've got a yearly car show. They used to do some of that stuff. But I think they do a lot of uh, a lot of charity items that they work through. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a great club. Sure. And a great group of people there. And then Crookston yeah, okay. is another club that we work with quite a bit. Um, the Crookston Cruisers. Um, Scott Mays has anything to do with that. Scott he Mays. does. Scott is the scheduler. So okay. they, they're a unique setup. So they they have a club meeting once a month, I think, on Thursdays, the first Thursday of the month. But then they, what they do is they schedule rides. They ride everywhere. They'll come to our show. They'll go to you know Prime Steel. Yep. Yep. Or they'll go to a, a bar location. So they're really kind of a traveling group. So mm-hmm. we've got such a great mix. You know, I, I think... Even if you join one club, you can join a bunch of others. You don't right. have to join any if you don't yeah. want to, but just to participate and be part of it. So I think those are all great organizations that you know represent the car culture sure. in town. If, if you ever see Scott Maves, ask him about the Maves special. The Maves special. <laughs> he used to be. I, I used to be a pool rat when I was a kid, and I used to. I, I moved from Crookston to Thief River when I was in fifth grade. So up until then, where the library is now, Crookston used to be the outdoor pool. Yeah. And Scott Maves had this dive named after himself. It was like the Lindy whatever, whatever, I'm back to school. But it was Scott. <laughs> and it was so funny because you fast forward 40 years, and I'm working at the racetrack, and 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 I get to meet him because he was working uh, in the beer garden or something there, and, and he, we introduced each other, and it took me about two years to go, wait a minute, that 
can't You're the guy. be the, You're the guy. Scott Mate. And it was. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of a funny story. Thief Forever, um, I had a cousin and, and some uncles and stuff that used to really be into the you know, the classics and the hot rods. Are they still doing anything over there? Yeah, they have a big group. I have just not had enough interaction mm-hmm. with those folks. They're a little bit out the outside of the range. Sure, sure. Like 50 miles. Yeah. Give or take. Um, yeah, they have a large club, a large show that goes there. I know uh, we try to, on our Facebook page um, that you guys have posted here for the show, we try to put all those shows on there. Um, there's another guy named Rick Jackson. And if you meet Rick at any of these clubs, Rick puts together a phenomenal car show calendar. Mm, okay. It's starting to really spread all over the eastern part of the state. But he's trying to get the whole state so that everybody can look at the calendar and say, hey, take the class car to this sure, or that. Sure. You know, so he's another guy that's a good contact for that information. We've got the, the East Side Rides Classic Car Club sticker on the uh, monitor right now, and it's really cool. We uh, added it to our sticker collection here. Um, so you talked about May 24th, Central Middle School. Um, you've also got another show, let's see, uh, in Erskine coming up in June. Yep. We just had one, I uh, just had a notification. This, again, this is the power of social media. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really painful and a waste of time, but yeah. <laughs> other times it's, it's, it's really such a good information. So we had an individual contact us. We put their posting up, and I know, uh, I believe Prime Steel and Leah has also posted it in their Facebook page. Okay. So uh, be on the lookout for that Erskine show. Hopefully we're not going to bombard them with too many people, but I think you can get as many people as possible is always a win. Oh, so. absolutely. And, uh, of course, you guys, uh, you know, this kind of revamped Cats Incredible uh, catfishing tournament, um, you guys always are, are set up for that too. Yeah, we're, we're big, uh, big believers in the Cats Incredible. They gave us our first shot uh, for our big summer show. Um, so we're supporting the, the Fireman's Local. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish the city would do more. I mean, I, both a lot cities of people do used to be a ton of just a ton of fun. I used to take our yeah. kids there and it was great to well, experience to fish the it. fishing culture mm-hmm. and and they used to have the chili cook offs and everything. And it seemed like two cities have kind of separated. And yeah, I would love for Mayor Brzezinski and uh, Mayor Gander to get together to do a once a month cities car show. West oh, Fargo does a deal on the Cheyenne. Sure. Um, there's about 500 cars that show up. Wow. So I think if you could pick a street, you know, if you looked at Demers and basically blocked off the bridge for an evening, one day a month, all of the, all of the businesses on that would, would have great business. Oh, absolutely. Sure. You would have tons of people come from Fargo, all the surrounding areas and get to show off the car culture. But it, it just takes, you know, we're willing to do it. I know all three car club presidents in Grand Forks, and I know Crickson would be want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, would love to have the city engage that. So I'll, I'll throw that gauntlet down and see if the, the two mayors are willing to work with the car clubs to come up with a once-a-month show during the summer sure. to show off the car culture and show that Grand Forks and East Grand Forks are are welcoming mm-hmm. to that type of environment. You know, it's crazy because you watch um, some of these car auctions now on oh. ESPN and things like that out in Vegas and, and all over the place. Yep. And I actually know some of the people. I'm, I've actually known some of the vehicles that have been sold. But when you look at what some of these cars are going for, mm-hmm. um, boy, you talk about some sticker shock. Uh, yeah. That is crazy. But do you ever go to these giant, like back to the 50s is one that just pops to my mind. I've never been to it. I've had the opportunity. I wish I would have. My dad used to go almost every year, but shows like this are, I mean, they're crazy. They're huge. It's it's, it's times 10. Yeah. The amplification. So 
I'm not able to go to that because I have a 66 Mustang and sure. they specifically say no Mustang. Right. Oh, get yeah. it. Totally get it. Yeah. But I did, uh, did get my hands on thanks to, uh, Joe and Chuck Urshesky and my car club. Um, I've got my hands on a 51 Ford F1. Okay. So I am now ready to rock and roll for back to the fifties. <laughs> it's just, I have to convince my wife we need to spend money to do that. Yeah. But yes, you should definitely go see those shows in, in Minneapolis is another big one. They have the power tour, I think is going to be going on in Michigan this year. And I think there's like 2,300 miles they do. Oh, wow. So it's like a, a week long event where uh-huh. everybody and their brother shows up somewhere in Michigan and they do a power tour drive. Yep. And uh, you got to have a car that's got air conditioning. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. I would not recommend taking your classic car unless it's been totally prepared for yep. 2,300 miles. You know, one thing, I, I'm one of those guys, I don't know if it's just because I'm so old school, I don't like using air conditioning in my car. I don't know why, yeah. but. I wish they still had the little front windows that you could yeah. blow the air in. Um, those made a huge difference. It was funny. I was watching the ARCA race on TV, mm-hmm. and if any guys know who Frankie Muniz is, he was uh, was at Malcolm in the Middle. Yep. And I believe, well, he was leading the points going into the race, but it was funny because whenever there's a caution flag, you'll see the guys will stick their arms, their hand out the window to try to Divert direct some, some of the air in there. Yep. He said his arms won't reach out the window. He's too little. But I kind of felt bad for him because he ordered a cool suit and it hadn't come in yet. So yeah. that'd be hotter than heck. Now, That's what we call in the club the 40-mile-an-hour air conditioner. There you go. You yeah. got to roll the windows down going 40 to get the airflow. Yep. So, yep. yeah, mine, mine does not have air conditioning. I would not do the power tour in the Stang as no. much as I think it is cool. I just wouldn't do it. I'd you, lose a lot of weight. Yeah. I could drop probably 40 <laughs> pounds in a week. I don't know if I'd be healthy, but I could definitely do that. You know, uh, Chad, you're a Mustang guy, um, and, and, and if you could have one car, any car in the world, given to you at no cost, would it be a Mustang, or is there something else in your brain that you're thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, oh boy, would I like that? Man, you, you hit the right question. I've dreamed and fantasized about this, so... I would actually go with the Ford GT40 from okay. 66 mm-hmm. if I could get the Le Mans car. Oh, sure, that sure. That was ran. Um, that would be my f- my perfect gift mm-hmm. for me. Okay. Uh, although I love the Mustang, the, the GT40 is the it, Ferrari Pretty killer. cool. Yeah. It's, I, it's I figured the only you're American be... car that kills the Ferrari, and it's... yeah. And it, it basically kicked their butt three years running, and they basically outlawed it. Yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. I figured you were going to throw out Shelby something or something or other. You know, you could, you could definitely go with the, the Shelby. You know, the Shelby's early Shelby all-aluminum bodies are phenomenal, and they're mucho expensive. Mm-hmm. But the GT40 is basically Carroll Shelby's baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. And, uh, you know, the Ford engine, the 427 on that thing was phenomenal. So. You know, we had Leah in uh, talking about Prime Steel, and I can't remember the, the gentleman's name that was with her. Um, he has got a car that that took him, I can't remember how many, 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 many years it took to build. You know anybody out there where, I mean, some of these cars, uh, you think, okay, I'm going to build myself a classic. Uh, some of these cars take many years to build. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you got any good examples of, of how some of these cars, I mean, you don't just go pick up the pieces yeah. at your local Napa. Yeah, I, 
I'm one of those people where I purchased a car. Mm-hmm. I was going to do the process of building a car, and then one of my friends woke me up a little bit. Oh, and said, yeah. you know, <laughs> dude, you got four kids, a yeah. wife who's not really in favor of you mm. getting a classic car at this point in time. Where are you going to fix this thing? Yep, where are you going to do this? Put a bed right? in your garage. So I was one of those guys that wanted to do that, but wasn't able to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, like Dennis Pazderic is a perfect example. I mean, he's... His attention to detail, it took quite a while for yeah. that Corvette, and every inch of that Corvette was touched by his hands or, sure. or influenced by that. So you have that degree or spectrum of people, right? People that are so infatuated with it, sometimes they never finish the car. Right, right. right? And then you have it's folks never that, done to their liking. Yep, look at the 2023 Corvette I just bought. This is my classic car. Mm-hmm. That's cool, too. Sure, sure. Know, right? It's all part of that culture. The other thing I would say, too, is you know we have one of the guys that – really is a big driver in the classic car industry, uh, Wes Rydell. Sure. You, I was, know, you see Wes's investment over here at the mm-hmm, plaza mm-hmm. and uh, go see those shows. The Grandmaster, one of the best chops voted of all time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's in our little town of Grand Absolutely. Forks. Absolutely. And, and Wes does a great Yeah, you'll run into, job. you know, Chip Foose. Yeah, you'll see Chip him over Foose. there. I've seen Chip at the racetrack here. And yep. It's like, hey, you guys know who that is? That's Chip Foose. And people look at me, who's that? I don't know who I, that I, is. I'd well, love to say Chip Foose is here because of East Side Rides, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's because of Wes Rydell. And, and, and Wes is a, a big car fan. Um, he loves he loves Cadillacs. Yeah, I mean, a Cadillac, yeah. if you want to learn something new about it, Cadillac was a separate car company back mm-hmm. in the early yeah. 1900s. It used to be like over 70 different car companies yeah. in the United States. Yeah. You know, so if you look at the Cadillac, it was known as an engineer sure. because they actually implemented tolerances yeah. on their parts. Yep. So they held suppliers to tolerances. Mm-hmm. And it used to be a lot of guys, a lot of workmanship. They'd have to they'd have to do some adjustments yeah. to get and, the cars together. If you want to see a true custom shop or rebuild shop, West Rydell's toy shop yeah. is people you use the word English wheel, and a lot of people mm-hmm. have no, no idea. idea what an English wheel is. Yep. Um, I grew up watching people use them, but that is true fabrication. Right. Uh, that's just not taking a you know a can of Bondo and, and making something look pretty and, no. and spraying some paint on it, and there's your Band-Aid on the pig, right? Um, so I know you guys must have sponsors. Um, anybody yeah, that you want to... we got a lot of sponsors. Like I'll just mention, we have our Cat's Incredible Car Show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming up July 30th for us, so we're going to be there on that Sunday. They're going to do the, the fishing show. The fishing competition is going to be Friday and Saturday, and then we'll yep. be there Sunday with the uh, Doc Dogs. Yep, okay. So it should be a good time. Um, our sponsors are Lithia Ford in Grand Forks. Mm-hmm. We have Napa in Grand Forks and Northwest Tire, which you just mentioned. So that's great. Okay. You know, great group of people um, doing that. And, again, we're, you know, a big sponsor for that one is, is the – the union local for the firemen sure. in East mm-hmm. Grand Forks. Mm-hmm. And then we also consider the Eagles as a sponsor. Yeah. You know, giving us those spots. Uh, so. Eagles is a great place. I, I, I did manage to get there for two of the fish fries this year during Lent. Oh. I got there for the very first Friday. Yep. Uh, Colin did a great job was, on that. Colin's a great guy. Um, yep. I, I really like him. Um, so you've got the thing going on today, Eagles Club at East Grand Forks, and that will start at 530. What, uh, Chad, did I miss out on? I know we kind of... We kind of uh, looked at each other's notes, but I think I think the one thing I'd say is how do you keep the car culture going in Grand Forks? Mm-hmm. And I think you know I would just put out a put out an offer to the folks that have classic cars is show it to people. Yeah, take it out of your garage, drive it around a little bit. I get it. if it's raining, don't go. If it's snowing, that happens sometimes. If it's snowing, don't take the car out. But you know, show a kid the car. You know, that's how you change. 
behaviors, right? This mm-hmm. Mrs. Adams oh, over absolutely. at the, the Central Middle School is is bringing and introducing kids to classic cars, and now they're learning about car culture. Yeah, you know, and right, and it's influencing them. And now those kids want to go see these cars. And I would say, you know, support your local clubs. Even if you don't have a classic car, just come out and see them. Oh, yeah. Ask yeah. people questions. The biggest thing in enjoyment people get is when they get the show is when people ask cars. Oh, yeah, because they're going to they're gonna, they'll talk about their car until you're sick of hearing them talk about it. 100%. I, I got two words for you before we wrap up the show. Your thoughts, rat rods. Love them. Yeah. We've got a guy who has a rat rod in our club, and it's. It's like a Where's Waldo. Yeah, yeah. He's got so many things. He hides these little rats everywhere. There's like license plates for the floor. Yeah, yeah. And and it's everything is. I honestly would love to have a rat rod because I, I think it's a piece of art. Yeah, honestly. It, it, when they and first it, came out, I'm like, what in the world are you doing? And then the more I see them, the more I like them. Yeah, there's a guy that has a rat rod here with just a ridiculous engine setup. I mean, it's like over a thousand horsepower. Oh boy. And uh, it's his dad's old. I think it's. Uh, He'll probably kill me if I get it wrong, but it's an Oldsmobile, I think. Okay. And basically, he just chopped it and ratted it out. Sure. And the thing is, it's just cool as can be. And guess what? I see this guy cruising around town, and he's got his two kids with him. Mm-hmm. You know, go to Dairy Queen. Yeah. You just set unbelievable memories for your kids. Oh, for you've sure. you related it to classic cars. And, and you know so, how many people turn their heads when 100%. they see a classic car, a rat yep. rod, anything like that go down? It's like... That's when I get yelled at by my wife because I'm not paying attention to the road because I'm too busy looking at these cars, these classics and stuff. Yep. Um, did we get it all out there? You did, and I want to just say thank you to Grand Fork's Best Source oh, man. for giving us a chance to talk. Um, anytime you guys got something going on, you know, give me a, a nice little notice and we'll get you back on. Um, but again, now at the Eagles Club today, now they've got 28 spots for cars, so I would imagine... Try to get there. Get there early if okay. you can. And it you know. uh, officially starts at 530, but right. I would imagine if you want one of those 28 spots, you might have to get there a little earlier. Yeah. Come on okay. in. Try a bucket of pounders. Yeah. yeah it's give not, it a shot. What's, the, what's it going to hurt thirst. if you get there early, right? Quench your thirst. <laughs> Meet some people. All right. That's you know? it. I'm going to go just for the bush, bush light. There we uh, go. We might have to. Uh, Chad Frost, thank you so much for coming in. I'm looking forward to you. You walked in, and I'm like, gosh, I know I know you somewhere, from somewhere. And we kind of tried to figure it out, but you know how that goes. Now I'm glad I finally got to meet you. Um, keep up the good work. Man, what a great thing. That is a great thing. There you go, Chad Frost, Eastside Rides Classic Car Club. Don't forget they are at the Eagles in East Grand Forks tonight. And by the way, your show today was brought to you by Muskox. Hey, if you move snow with a skid steer, you've got to see the Muskox difference. A patented back drag feature allows operators to blow snow while back dragging in front of obstructions. You know, garage doors, siding, and fire hydrants. Now, this saves time and money while lowering injury risk by decreasing manual labor. The optional dual auger, called the Dually, helps the operator eat through big snowfalls, ice-crusted snow, and blow more snow while back dragging. And the glide plate, it allows you to glide over grass and gravel without ripping up the side surfaces. Subsequently, create an instant torque on the lower cutting edge to break up snow and ice to better expose hard surfaces. See the Muskox difference. Go to muskox.com or Facebook at Muskox Snowblowers or call 218-288-1905. See the difference for yourself. It's the Muskox difference.
All right, tomorrow the Great Reset is back, right where we left off last week with, does anybody really know what time it is? With David Waterman of the Midwest Public Health Coalition, so make sure to tune in. Hey, Common Sense Uncensored with Kit is on at 1 o'clock today. Enjoy, and remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. If you hit that notification bell on your smartphone, it dings every time we go on the air. You'll never miss a show. Check it out. If we know the Grand Cities are an awesome place, Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.